Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Well, we got a lot of weird crap to make our way through over the next couple of hours, uh, which is typical. We don't have any, in my opinion, we don't have any big chunky stories, so I want to uh, kind of address a few things I haven't gotten to uh, this week. Uh, but uh, one of the things that's a, a new story that uh, I'm finding really troubling and disturbing, which is weird because it does involve Russell Brand. And I went on the record, and I have gone on the record on this show and, and where in Rima that I, I can't stand him. He drives me crazy. It's that fast-talking crap. He's annoying. I didn't like him when he was a comedian. Uh, he, 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 the movie career thing kind of fizzled out. And so then he, he went shaman for a little while. Remember that a lot of guys, and I, I, I respect anybody who, who gets clear and gets sober and all that. And I guess he had a lot of problems, but sometimes people go down shaman lane, you know, and suddenly they're a life coach and they're Zen. And he was on that trip for a while. And I found that really annoying. And then, yes, he started saying some things that I agreed with. And uh, a lot of folks agree with as far as corporate media politics, COVID, you know, and big pharma and money stuff. And I do. A lot of the stuff that he talks about now, I I absolutely agree with. I I still think he's annoying as pee. He's very annoying. But there's something really interesting going on with Russell Brand that we've seen before. But the, the methodology of what's happening to a guy like Russell Brand has gotten pretty refined. Uh, happens pretty swiftly uh, when they want to cancel your ass, especially when you're somebody like Brand, who everything. I mean, he's got he's he does touring and he does stand up. He still does that stuff and does appearances, but basically, the man's entire life is is an online product, right? Like many of us, you know, he he's got a book that was supposed to come out, and uh, I'm sure there would have been an online version. He's got social media platforms. Uh, you know, YouTube. Well, yesterday, YouTube announced that they're demonetizing his YouTube channel uh, because of uh, these accusations by, I believe, four anonymous women uh, who were quoted uh, anonymously uh, in Vice magazine or uh, a single interview. They have not given any additional interviews. They are accusing him of sexual assault and rape. Sexual assault and rape, both are crimes. Uh, and as a result of this Vice article, and that's all it is at this point, this is all we have as, as far as, you know, the criminality of a guy like Russell Brand. And let's see, uh, his book deal with Macmillan has gone away. Uh, he's been dropped by his uh, his manager, uh, he had a comedy tour set up, the Bipolarization Tour. That's been put off. Several charities that Russell Brand works with have uh, have uh, cut him loose. Uh, again, he, they took away the uh, the 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 his his profits, his cash uh, from YouTube. And YouTube's argument was that, well, his rhetoric is dangerous. And 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 he the because of the accusations, his very presence. I'm paraphrasing, but his very presence on YouTube uh, could endanger our users and our subscribers. Um, yeah, breathtakingly fast. Uh, how that machine kicks into high gear? Because I I whether I don't know if he's guilty or not. Um, 
Riccardi was pointing this out yesterday. I think Trey talked about this as well, that he's, he's already, and I read a little bit about this, he's already, he's come out and said, yeah, you know, when I was uh, rocking and rolling and I was a big famous rich guy, I doing movies and stuff, I was kind of randy. <laughs> says he was promiscuous. It says it was all consensual. Uh, and, uh, and, and now uh, he's being accused of things that are crimes. He hasn't been charged with a crime. The women, the anonymous women who are coming forward are, are you know, uh, th- this goes back to the years, I think, 2005 to 2010. You know, the, the Russell Brand years where he was doing a lot of movies and stuff. Uh, which was a while ago at this point. Um, I, is he guilty or not? I don't know. I, I, I tell you what, people who tend to be guilty of this stuff, I will say this, and this is observational. This isn't uh, uh, me layering it up with my bias or what have you. This is an, also an observable fact that when you look at guys like Kevin Spacey and look at other people, other uh, Bill Cosby, other people for whom uh, you know this kind of thing eventually took them down, Baby, there was a, a trail there. There, there was uh, uh, it, this was stuff that followed them for years. Maybe it wasn't mainstream understanding or something the general public was aware of. But you know, Al Franken. You look at a guy like that, and you, you, when that stuff happened with him and the the photograph of the woman on the plane, and you started having all these people coming forward saying, "Well, yeah, he did that to me. He grabbed my ass." You know what I mean? There's a history of some kind. And you don't really have that with Russell Brand as far as I can tell. Uh, and, and and also, you have four women who went to a single source, a single platform, if you will, to to tell their stories. And when somebody who ultimately, like Harvey Weinstein, okay, when somebody eventually goes down because of uh, of, of sexual assault or, or being a perv or doing inappropriate things, um, it, it, people are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get people who are going to different sources, are going to different newspapers, are contacting different people uh, to get their story out. This is one story with four anonymous people. But the thing is, when you want to cancel somebody... And and somebody like Russell Brand again is kind of easy to cancel in a weird way because he's he does most of his stuff online on social media platforms. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's true or not. You just got to put it out there, okay? We we have no people have no, we have no attention span anymore as far as how we you know consume content and and ideas and news stories. Most people aren't doing anything resembling. Uh, uh, a deep dive or or personal research into anything. It's just you see the headline, you see the meme, you see the four-second video, and that becomes truth. So the forces that want to take down a guy like Russell Brand, because I guess his whole shtick is starting to get a little too personal for them as far as what they're involved in, sexual assault. It's It's the way racism used to be. It used to be if you wanted to destroy someone else, a political opponent or or just somebody you don't like, You'd want to label them a racist, right? Uh, and and that's kind of because it's been used so much as a political weapon. It's kind of become you know, diluted to a certain extent. People don't blink anymore when you call somebody a racist. But sexual assault, uh, yeah, okay, there we got something. You just put it out. All they did was put it out there. This is all because of one article. Sorry, I didn't mean to get Joe Biden creepy there. One article. And arguably, I mean, I don't know how much money the guy has. I'm sure he's going to survive this. But, whoo, that that cancel machine, they've got it down. (laughs) You know, how that works and who drops you happens pretty quickly on very little evidence. In fact, in the Russell Brand case, there's no freaking evidence evidence of any kind. Anonymous testimony, anonymous uh, uh, claims, if you will. Um, And, and... We've been saying, I've been saying for years, and we all have that. You know, there's going to come a point with the way things are going where it's really not going to matter, and it's certainly not going to protect your dumbass that you have an R or a D at the end of your name. Because to tell you what, that cancel machine kicks into high freaking gear 
when you're somebody from that community, when you're somebody from the film and entertainment industry, when you're somebody from the liberal media, when you're somebody from the Democratic Party, and you start saying stuff like Bill Maher, you start saying stuff that's not in line with the orthodoxy as it currently stands, and they go after you, especially with a vengeance. Me, and I'm not comparing, I'm not, I don't mean me in my actuality, I'm small fish, but I mean, you know, me, I'm, a, I'm just a mega hat wearing redneck racist anyway, right? And, and they want to cancel people like you and me just as a matter of course. Or really present us to be fanatics and cultists and zealots and weirdos and violent and all that stuff. But when somebody from within, in their mind, their own community, goes rogue. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what saved J.K. Rowling is she'd already really pretty much done everything she was put on planet Earth to do, right? She'd written all the damn books, made a kajillion dollars. Uh, but man, once she started talking about women's sports, Ooh, that, that cancel machine went into high gear and it's got, it's going after Russell Brand this week. Uh, Trey and I were talking about this off the air next week. It's going to be Bill Maher. Got to get rid of that guy. Hey, Bill, uh, wussing out on the writer's strike thing ain't going to save you. And it's just fascinating to watch how in America in the year 2023, Free speech is your freaking enemy as far as living your freaking life. And I'm telling you, and I've been telling you uh, for a a couple of weeks now, just because of some experiences I've had with the city, if you will, you just, this rot goes deep, man. And it ain't just uh, at the national level with guys like Russell Brand. It's in state government. It's in municipal government. It is freaking everywhere. And, uh, you know, we, we, you, you, you're probably hearing the term truth tellers uh, a lot these days. We need to be that. We, we need to keep speaking and uttering the truth no matter what the, what the damage is. Because i tell you what, yeah, it's going to come to a point where how you, uh, what opinions you espouse and publish and post really, I believe, are going to, at some point, if we continue down this road, are going to determine your ability to make a living are going to determine your ability to rent an apartment or have a house or sign a mortgage, get a loan. I mean, that's the natural evolution of where all this stuff is going. Right now, we just notice the big cases with guys like Russell Brand. Uh, But I guarantee you there are people listening to me right now who have probably suffered something in their life as a result of of merely posting an opinion or liking something on 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 social media, I I would guarantee it, or because of a political opinion you had, you you do have. That's where we are, man. Free speech is under assault in America. So even though he annoys the crap out of me, you know, I hope Russell Brand just keeps on keeping on, man. <laughs> like Tucker, just keep doing what you're doing. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What's that? That's what he's gonna do. I yeah. bet he just goes to Twitter. Yeah. And monetizes off of Twitter because that and, and Musk is going to be possibly charging, uh, you know, for people to be on Twitter. So there's another cash source. These are very strange times, to say the least. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Right, 24 minutes after 9. Your Attorney General Merrick Garland is uh, testifying right now in Capitol Hill. And uh, you know what? I already put you guys through 40 minutes of Biden yesterday. We, we will play. James grabbed some audio. We'll play some audio from Merrick Garland's testimony. I, I already saw just by reading it on the screen that he's claiming... The Department of Justice is here to protect the American people. Right. So maybe we'll get, we'll get into that. But I, one of the stories we haven't brought up and haven't gotten around to this week is, well, Representative Lauren Boebert in the theater video. Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert, she's a, Congre- she's a, a, a rep out of uh, Colorado, my former state. She's a congressperson, congress being. And uh, she now infamously was in, uh, she went to take in a show with some dude 
It was what, Beetlejuice? It was the, the stage version. Everything's got a freaking stage version. The stage version of Beetlejuice. I bet that was thrilling. And uh, the <laughs> it's like night vision security footage of her in the theater with some dude. And she's like vaping. And it's Colorado, so we know what she's... She ain't vaping no Delta 9, man. She's vaping the real damn thing. <laughs> and she's like, the dude's grabbing her boob and stuff. <laughs> and she's like got her hand in his lap. They're, well, they're just having a good old time, man. The show must have really sucked. You know, I'm just saying. She claims she was kicked out for being too eccentric. Well, it's a little eccentric what I saw, but in a good way. There's, like, bad eccentric uh, eccentricity. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer was bad eccentricity. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. Lauren yeah. Boebert, you know, uh, uh, you know, having some fun at the theater. Am I supposed to be outraged by this? Because uh, I'm not. And I'll tell you why. The president's son has done blow off a prostitute's ass, paid her as a paralegal, and wrote it off on his taxes. I'm going to worry about Lauren Boebert at Beetlejuice? Getting getting a little handsy. You know what I mean? No. And I'll tell you one more thing. Okay? You know why liberals, you know why liberal women, liberal women, hairy armpitted, freckled, pale, never been kissed by a boy, liberal, angry, idiot women, God, they hate hottie conservatives. They just do it when there's a woman, when there's a conservative chick out there. Because Lauren Boebert, I love my wife with all my heart, with every molecule of my being. And I know she's listening right now. And she is the prettiest girl on the in in the world, man. My, there's nobody prettier than my wife. But that Lauren Boebert, mm-hmm. she's pretty hot. I mean, she's <laughs> she's better looking than summer she's, camp loving. Yes, she is. She's an attractive uh, young lady there. And she was vaping. Come on, and she lady. was. Of course, she was vaping. Oh, she had the girls out and everything. In that she dress. did have the girls oh, out, God. and I I bet I bet she was popular. You know, I mean, she's uh, she's a looker. She's she's yeah. attractive. She got popular after the surgery. Those are. Well, real, I don't care. I mean, still, she felt whatever surgically or naturally. She's she. You know, she's, she's a congresswoman. She's a congress. She's a very successful woman. Wow. All right. And uh, but yeah, but liberal, plain looking, ugly ass. I'll say it. You know, Austinite type chicks. You know, bebop down Congress Ave. When you're not slipping and sliding in the hobo crap, you know, go down Congress <laughs> Ave right now and check out the, uh, you know, uh, the chicks walking into the Monkey C store. Okay, uh, you know, they're 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 not the most liberal women. They all look like they're members of the Manson family. They're not attractive people in general. You know what I mean? That's why they always want effeminate men. You know uh, that they can rule over and lord over and oppress, and and they don't tend to be hot themselves, and so. You know, plain dumpy ass pseudo lesbian uh, hippie chicks. They 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 despise women like Lauren Boebert, like Christy Noem. They they yeah, go way back. They hated Sarah Palin for the da- same damn reason. They're attractive. Dana and, Lash and, and dumpy chicks hate attractive women. There I said it. There I said it. How does that make you feel? Two ones here. So go on with your bad self, Lauren. You enjoy that show. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener. When you stream us, streaming radio now. This is Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, and we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. So I was talking about Lauren uh, Bobert, and we got calls. What? What's the first name? Cindy, 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 Cindy. So can I go Cindy. ahead and get this information out to you today? Cindy, are you there? So tell them, are you there, Cindy? Great. So can you what hear I'm me? Do now is bring on my self-employed program assistant that will provide. There you go. Well, that was funny. She couldn't even hear me. They're, they're not even listening to you anymore. The telemarketers. It's like you're not even freaking there. <laughs> Cindy, I was talking to you. Maybe I'd have bought what you was selling. <laughs> Maybe not. Merrick Garland is selling some bullcrap right now on Capitol Hill. Uh, he's testifying before a House Judiciary Committee. Uh, currently, he's talking about uh, his handling of the Hunter Biden, uh, in various inve- the various Hunter Biden investigations, charges. He's talking about Weiss right now. 
and how Weiss is autonomous, and uh, no, nobody in my department or nobody in the administration told that guy to do anything. And James, you pulled some, because I I was going to go live with uh, Merrick Garland, but he's such a piece of crap. I don't want to ruin your day so it would take up valuable airtime but you pulled some audio which you say kind of signifies or replica, uh, represents everything he's saying right now as the president himself has said and i reaffirm today i am not the president's lawyer i will add i am not congress's prosecutor <laughs> the justice department works for the american people our <laughs> job is to follow the facts and the law and that is what we do all of us recognize that with this work comes public scrutiny, criticism, and legitimate oversight. These are appropriate and important given the matters and the gravity of the matters that are before the department. Wow. Bull crap. Absolute bull crap, man. He is every... He's not... He's not the administration... And I'm going to start saying the administration because very obviously Biden ain't running nothing. Okay, he, he's not so much their lawyer as their thug, uh, essentially. Okay, uh, he, he, he's their SS in, in a weird way. Uh, he's the guy they send out after all these moms and dads who are showing up at these school board meetings. He's the guy also that circles the wagon around the wagons around a guy like Hunter Biden, and that's what he's responding to now. Merrick Garland is, and, and listen, when, he, when we played that audio, you can, you can hear what a piece of crap he is, and his voice, his voice is, now I, I know people say, well, you get nervous giving testimony. Yeah, the hell you do. These people are used to this sort of thing. Does he sound like a man who is convinced of what's coming out of his mouth? No. He is re- uh, representative of all of the swamp critters that currently infest our government. He is vastly mediocre. Uh, he doesn't appear to have any great intellect or any talents that uh, are observable. Uh, he will lie, I think. I believe very obviously he will lie about anything and everything and not you know, blink twice. Th- think about what went on with the parents showing up. And let's, let's take a break from Hunter Biden right now. And let's just kind of revisit uh, a Merrick Garland moment, okay? Uh, you remember when the moms and dads started showing up at the school board meetings for either pornography in the in the in the school libraries, bathroom stuff, gender stuff, CRT being taught, and all this crap. Uh, and you had the association, I think it was, I think there were American, uh, the principals of schools, I think they were, no, no, it was the association of school board members across the country. Uh, and they uh, allegedly wrote a letter on their own, again, autonomously, and, uh, gave this to the DOJ and, and, uh, and said, these people are frightening. They're domestic terrorists. We're afraid to have meetings. You got to do something about this. And and that's uh, when you started seeing increased prosecutions of of some of these parents, uh, whether via the DOJ or the FBI or just your your beat cop uh, working for the city council for, or the uh, the school board for some reason. Remember the guy whose kid got sexually assaulted in a bathroom, in a school, by a dude in a dress. And the guy shows up, and they freaking tackled his ass to the ground and arrested him. Well, if if you were following that moment in time, what you learned is that, uh, well, actually, Merrick Garland and the administration, with the Association of of School Board Members, crafted that letter. That letter came from the administration. That letter... Probably was written by freaking Merrick Garland. While out of another orifice on his body, he was claiming he didn't know anything about it and it was brought to him. And he doesn't do the political bidding of, of the administration or the Democratic Party in general or the swamp. And he's, 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 he's a horrible, horrible person. He has no ethos. He has no moral mor- morality. He, he suffers no moral ripple in the pond. 
and that's you can see it with your own eyes, lying out of his ass and targeting American citizens. So when a guy like Merrick Garland sits there under oath, and I got to sit and listen to this bilious crapola about how he's there to protect the American people when he is about the business of targeting American citizens, I throw up a bit in my mouth, man. So, I, I'm, no, we're not going to play live coverage of Merrick Garland lying his ass off on Capitol Hill. I do have more respect for you than that. 210-599-5555. 210-599. I wish that telemarketing chick had held on longer. I, James has a standing order that any telemarketer that accidentally gets through or a bill collector that accidentally gets through, that we put them on the air and have some fun. That was my first one. I was so excited. Uh, and she, she was. And Cindy. Just, Cindy was just riffing on the script there. Didn't well, even listen to you. Didn't sir. even hear me, man. Didn't even hear me. Uh, I feel so used. Um, 210-599-5555. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Let's go to the phones. Here's John. John, how are you? Good morning, Sean. I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, you talked about the machine earlier, and then you go on to Merrick Garland, and I think people need to put them together. Oh, yeah. Merrick Garland is one of the elite leaders of the machine, and uh, he's not just a, a liar and a scumbag. He's downright evil. He ain't stupid. He's evil. And uh, people need to understand Merrick Garland is a large player in the machine, but he's got many minions below him whom he uses to go after normal people. And right now they're going after Russell Brand. The machine's going after him, but a smaller member of the machine may come after one of us. You know, we could be working for a company, and all they need is for some weasel to say, hey, Sean did this, that, and the other. And next thing you know, you're branded, and next thing you know, you're either fired, made to retire, or... You're sidelined and you're done. And well, people and need to understand it is very, it's part of the war on the middle class. It is, and it is the war on the middle class because you've got to get rid of the middle class. The middle class in America is a very powerful force and, and, not, and actually kind of a recent uh, uh, force in this country. The, the middle class came about uh, really as a result of, uh, of, of, of people being able to afford leisure time uh, after World War II, especially when people were able to buy houses on the GI Bill, go to college. Uh, and they're the main drivers of the economy, and the economy is everything. And, and, and right. the middle class are also the only folks, really, in this country who can offer up any kind of resistance to uh, to the swamp, to the elites, to the the folks at the top of the food chain, uh, yeah, because fe- people us. at the, people at the lower echelon of of the economy, you know, they're they're under the gun. They're they they're just trying to get by. And so, classically, you, when you want to create a fascist state, you have to get rid of the middle class. It's got to go bye bye. That's right. They flat out. Not only do they fear us, but uh, they loathe us. They oh, yeah. love us and they get fierce, and we have to be aware of this. And uh, there are just some minions that are idiots that will follow along with them because they want to be told what to do. They want to be well, and it's directed. It's also an ego trip. Look at me, how freaking smart I am. You know, I know that climate change is killing the world. I know all white people are racist. I'm I'm so freaking smart. You know, there's a there's a, a bit of selfieism attached to this too, and they oh, play yeah. on that ego. They play on that idea. To, to keep yep. the Stooges in line. But, yeah, Merrick Garland, oh, holy crap. I mean, you know, he, he, he'll go after anybody he believes he needs to go after who, who presents a problem of some kind. That's painfully yeah. obvious. He, and, he'll go under who he's directed to go under, too. Yep. He's sort of like a Herman Goering. He is uh, told what to do and who to go after. I was going to say, the administration. he kind of, not physically, obviously, but he kind of reminds me of Goering in that sense. Uh, I got to run, man. I'm t- I'm getting low on time here. You know, it, it's creepy to watch this stuff, you know, unfold before your very eyes. One of the other things you have, if you want to get rid of the middle middle class, you also have to get rid of a lot of other stuff, right? Institutions, traditions, 
traditional roles that people uh, live. You know, one of the reasons a guy like Merrick Dar- uh, Merrick Garland is going after soccer moms showing up to school board meetings and dads is because you really got to destroy the relationship between kids and parents, right? You got to you got to replace that. You got to supplant that with the with the with the state. It's the same thing in marriage. I mean, I want I want to talk about this later on. We're, well, I don't know if I have enough time now, but you look at what the state of marriage is in our country right now. Country right now, it sucks. We we were talking about a Pew poll, I think, uh, earlier in the morning that shows, you know, a predominance or a fairly sizable chunk of younger folks, millennials all the way down, think that, you know, an open marriage is fine. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. And, uh, you know, th- there's there's a few things wrong with it, and, and maybe we'll get into that next hour. Uh, but at the heart of it is this idea that will you know, marriage is kind of going away. The whole idea of marriage is going away. Certainly the idea of living a faithful life and going to church and being a part of a church community uh, is is uh, is on the way out. You know, actually, you know, ask yourself this. What, what traditional relationship, if you will, and what traditional role, if you will, that people uh, are in is not under, you know, American stuff is not under assault right now. It's not just the middle class. It's everything the middle class represents. It's everything the middle class, in a sense, can do in regards to a, a government going rogue. It, you know, it, so scary stuff, and it's all around you. Uh, if you're interested, Merrick Garland is still running his mouth. But again, <coughs> when that guy opens his mouth, the only thing that comes out is bull crap. So I don't know what the, you know, obviously it's newsworthy. It has to be covered. But as far as content... I love that all these hearings are going down and happening uh, because of guys like James Comer and Jim Jordan, who was just talking to Merrick Garland. But what of it? What what's <laughs> what, what we've had a buttload of hearings, man. What's what's going to happen as a result of these hearings? I don't know. Doesn't seem like much. We'll be back. Hey, Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Second hour of the show on a Wednesday. Happy hump day. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I do this segment on the Ware and Rima show where we, we talk about some of the jive holidays that are scheduled. You know, this is this is somebody's job somewhere coming up with bizarre holidays that we celebrate. Some of them are not so bizarre. Some are cool. But uh, a couple things, and then you'll understand why I'm leading into this. And, James, I want to play that audio here in a second. Apart from the fact that it's National Fried Rice Day in America, which is interesting because I suspect at some point that's what we'll be eating. Three squares a day, fried freaking rice, a little bit of uh, some chunked uh, marsh rabbit in there. You know, it's going to be great. Uh, but it's National Gibberish Day. <laughs> this is a day when we come together to celebrate gibberish. And uh, James Trevino, my intrepid producer, uh, has a uh, has a, 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 an example of some audio. And this would be the leader of the free world and a U.S. senator. Go ahead and roll that fascinating audio. Simply put, the 21st century, 21st century results are badly needed, are needed to move us along. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is... I've said <laughs> we are for de-risking, not decoupling with China. You know, collectively earning that. You know, how many yachts can they need, you know... You know where progress hinges <laughs> on our common efforts. The, the yacht, the water... Uh, then, then the accelerating climate crisis. <laughs> now, even as we evolve our institutions, Certain principles of our international system oh are sacrosanct. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't. <laughs> it sounds like a couple of drunk guys at the end of the night. You know what I mean? I've been there. You ever been that guy? You know, the bars have been closed for hours, and you're sitting with your dudes at your place. You're all hammered. But, you know, it's it's kind of funny to listen to when you put them together, you know, and, and people have done this with, with both Fetterman and the president over the, you know, the past couple of years where, 
You just start stringing their gibberish together, and you realize, first off, this is the leader of the free world and a U.S. senator. You know, and and they, and they they don't make any sense. They they you know, they're they're not. I mean, Biden. I think we all agree is in some stage of dementia at this point. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. If you were unconvinced of that, uh, look up the speech from the, at the UN yesterday. champ. Not a joke. Fetterman's out there. He was out there making fun of Lauren Boebert, and it didn't even make any freaking sense. As John Hayward uh, said earlier on on Trey's show, Fetterman's walking around dressed like a freaking toddler, and the guy doesn't make any damn sense. He had a stroke. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has a stroke. I know people who have had mild strokes, and it weren't affected in any, you know, uh, intellectually in any meaningful way. It does happen. But, you know, he, he did have a stroke, and, and it was fairly apparent after the stroke that he wasn't really making sense with the stuff he was saying. Yeah. And then uh, he goes into, like, what, Walter Reed, I think, for clinical depression. Um, he routinely doesn't make any sense at all. The president, uh, the whole world is watching that guy's decline. Um, I, I think it might be sort of a managed airplane crash because I, I, I do, Trey and I agree on this, I think they want to take him out medically. If you could say... Well, hey, he can't continue on the campaign trail, or he can't continue as president because he just medically can't. He's had a a turn for the worse uh, in his capacities, and so he, he's going to resign as president. That way, you don't have uh, you know all that pesky Hunter Biden and corruption stuff following his ass through history. You know, Democrats don't have to shoulder the cloud you know floating around joe biden and his corruption and it indicts a lot of them so you you can't have him being taken out through the impeachment or you know through his own corruption medically that'd be perfect and joe biden is rising to the damn occasion man because he doesn't make any damn i bet you that guy spends a lot of time eating bed uh i'm sorry in bed eating jello and pudding from a little spoon and Fetterman, you know, do you think that guy should be? I know if I mention this, I'm an ableist, right? I'm a horrible human being. But I, I'm, I said the same thing about Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, are you really seriously telling me that guy should still be in office? And so we make fun of the stuff. It's kind of funny. I had some yucks with it yesterday. We uh, We were playing the... Biden speech uh, from the U.N., and we left the mics up so we could comment as it was, you know, unfolding before us. But at the heart of it, though, there's something really disturbing and, and frankly, kind of sad in that political forces, the swamp, they very obviously don't really want people of capacity and talent and intellect uh, in the ranks of, of Congress or the executive branch they want people they can freaking control the swamp needs people they can control uh and also uh they need people to they needed uh a fetterman to hold that seat they needed uh they needed uh biden to get in there he biden's a piece of crap they all knew it he's you know a stooge he's, he's also a dumbass and and they all obama knew it they all knew what a piece of crap Joe Biden is. Don't tell me they were unaware of his business dealings. Most of them are probably involved in the same kind of crap. But you know what? They could control Joe Biden. They could tell Joe Biden what to say. How many things on the campaign trail, whether it's about busing or uh, 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 you know, race stuff or, or law enforcement, was Joe Biden on the exact opposite end of the uh, spectrum ideologically just a handful of years before? You go back to the early 90s, Joe Biden was huge on law enforcement, and, you know, we got to start punishing criminals. But when Joe Biden, uh, you know, saw the light at the end of the tunnel as far as his ability to actually be freaking president, whew, he changed a lot of opinions real fast. He's controllable. Uh, the problem they have right now is his dementia is kicking in and they can't control him as well. And he, he routinely uh, puts on either a very pathetic uh, display 
where everyone is well aware of the fact that this guy is not capable of doing the job, or he's making an ass out of himself and going off script and saying dumbass stuff that people know is bullcrap. So they got to shuffle him off. Point being, they're fine with it. As long as they can keep him there for as long as they need him to be there. Same thing with Fetterman. You know, they're just acting like this crap that we're all seeing isn't really going on. And if you bring it up, well, you're the hater. Well, you're obviously a, a, you know, a MAGA hat wearing weirdo and you hate old people or you hate people who have had strokes or, you know, whatever. So it's it's weird to watch. I said this earlier in the show, and I think this is really kind of the moment we're in. All of us. And I mean you and me and those of us who are kind of aware of what's going on. The fact is we are aware of what's going on. We can see the Matrix. Remember the movie? Great flick. The first one. Okay, great movie. The rest of them sucked, but that first one was a great movie. And uh, people were living in this fake reality. And, and because, kind of like uh, the communist state, they got everything they wanted. You know, for the most part, uh, they were blissfully unaware of the fact that they're not actually living their lives or actually in some kind of freaking egg, you know, powering uh, the machine, if you will. The, uh, people became, you, you learned in the Matrix that people were basically human batteries. People existed for the Matrix. And you had people in that story who started to wake up, and the Keanu Reeves character infamously, or famously in that movie, woke up and he could see the Matrix. Suddenly he sees all around him uh, the fact that it's all just computer information. It's not even real. It's not even there. You're not even there. That's where you and I are in this country right now. We see what's going on. And we acknowledge what's going on in its reality. Uh, but you got to figure, you got, you got lesions of people. I'm sorry, not lesions. That's something you need an antibiotic for. I mean, legions of people who are living in the Matrix and are fine with it. (laughs) The architects of the Matrix, you know, the swamp, the Matrix swamp, same thing. Uh, They love morons. They love stupid people with big egos uh, who just live in the Matrix and accept all this stuff. Uh, You've probably uh, had people in your own life that uh, are of that thinking, of that mindset. And whenever you say anything even remotely contrary to that, you get a reaction, don't you? Of course you do. Um, and usually not a fun reaction. We're, we're living in the matrix. Our government is the matrix. Uh, our institutions have become the matrix. You and I can see it. You and I are aware. You and I with honest eyes, can watch a a president, a U.S. president, ramble his ass off at the United Nations. Uh, And and we are cognizant and aware of the fact, because it's right freaking in front of you, that the man is in some kind of decline. He can't finish a sentence. But the people living in the Matrix, they're just sitting there and applauding with tears in their eyes and acting like it's the most amazing speech they've ever heard because that's what they're expected to think. And that's what they're expected to say. If there's any hope for this country, for the survival of it, and I'm not being hyperbolic, I mean this crap, more people need to wake up. We need to wake up more people, need to get them out of the matrix so they can see what's really going on. A lot of people do, I think, on that side. But you know what? They're telling themselves, uh, I, can't, uh, I, can't, I can't talk about what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Because then maybe I'll be canceled. Maybe then people think I'm a hateful person or a MAGA hat wearer or a phobe of some kind. And so the farce continues. Uh, but, pff, you know, again, Fetterman and Biden and even McConnell are the greatest examples of what I'm talking about right now. These people would prop a dead guy up with a stick and move his mouth for him. And, and like Trey says, do a ventriloquist dummy kind of a thing. If they could maintain the gig and maintain the power and maintain the matrix. And that was that's pretty big on that's that's on display all around you right now. Every time the president speaks, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 
Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We mentioned this a little while ago, and we talked about it on, on Where in Rima. According to the Pew Research Center, every time I say Pew, I think of the laser beams in Star Wars. Pew, Pew. Pew Research Center uh, is now saying, because of some recent studies they've done, Half of Americans say open marriages. And open marriage is kind of a fancy way, or maybe not such a fancy way of saying, you want to have sex with other people who aren't your spouse. You... <laughs> That's what an open marriage is. Half of Americans now say open marriages are, are somewhat or completely uh, acceptable. Uh, let's see, 37% uh, say that uh, open marriages are completely acceptable. Oh, wait, I got this wrong. I'm, I'm looking at, okay, th- only 37% say marriages, open marriages are completely unacceptable, and 13% say they're somewhat acceptable. So, yeah, half of all Americans at this point say that having open marriages is, is okay. Uh, let me uh, let me be a grumpy old man right now, okay, for a second. You can call me up and tell me I'm wrong or whatever. All right, but I, I have been married a couple of times. I have some experience in this arena on both ends, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, first off, if you want to have sex with other people who, beyond the person that you claim you want to marry... Okay, and don't get married. Why do you bother getting married? Why do people who want to have sex with other people bother getting married? Why? Why? When you're single, you can have sex with anybody you want. (laughs) You know, you can do whatever. you When you're single, you can do whatever. You can have sex with as many people as you want, man. You can roll on down to Starcrest and go into the porn shop there and buy whatever you want, man. Hell, maybe you can pick somebody up at the porn shop you want to have sex with. Why do you get married? Christian's eyes just got really wide. Why? Why? If you want to have sex with other people, don't get married. Because here's here's the second thing that grumpy ass old Uncle Sean is going to say: If you are married and you and your spouse are having sex with other people, you're not really you're not married. <laughs> you're not married. You're not married. That's not a marriage. It's just not. You're doing something other. And as somebody who has gone through a divorce, all right, and it wasn't any fun, <laughs> I, you know, you know, older chicks in their 50s who get divorced, uh, they love it. For, you know, they, they, oh, I'm divorced, I'm single, I'm free. Okay, for most people, divorce sucks. You know what I mean? Nobody sits around and goes, wow, I hope I can experience more divorce before my life's over. Okay? It sucks. So if you want to have sex with multiple people, don't get it's pretty simple physics. Don't get freaking married, man. I was in an open marriage, but I didn't know it. <laughs> so was my ex-wife. <laughs> no I'm one's not gonna lie about it. I've written freaking books about it. Yeah. I did not get the You email. weren't aware it was an I open did, marriage. I did not know that. Only one party involved in this legal contract was. <laughs> that's called freaking cheating. That's he what didn't that's know called. It. <laughs> You know, and and look, and, and and James and I were talking outside about this, and and, and I think he's right in, in that you know these multiple partner relationships, open marriages. It's like the sister wives. People could talk all the crap they want about how we're in a healthy uh, relationship and we're open and we can have sex with other people and we're so blissfully happy, happy, and we're so mentally well balanced. Mm. At some point, somebody gets pissed off and jealous. Isn't that what always happens? Well, yes, yes of course. There's going to be tears on a pillow. At some point, somebody... look. Do you, have you ever seen an episode of Sister Wives? Do those look like happy people? Is that Hallmark? <laughs> Is that your Hallmark No, channel? that's about as far from Hallmark as you can get. Oh, okay. And uh, open marriages? Yeah, I'm going to go home and run that by my wife. Let's see how she reacts. <laughs> Hard-ass knife-carrying chick from the West Side. I'm gonna, you know, she'll start taking off her rings and earrings. Would you want to know it? what her name is? What's her name? What's the sister wife's name? Huh? I'm going to chew her heart out of her chest. You know. I mean, you know, just don't get married, man. If you want to, it's so simple. 
That was that guy in the first marriage. Oh, I can't believe I can't have sex with other people. It's like, wait a minute. You, you're the one. You're the a-hole who said I do. <laughs> you're the a-hole who asked. You know what I mean? You're not in a, but, you know, we're, we're seeing the institution of marriage itself kind of spinning around the lower edges of the toilet bowl at this point. Younger people don't want to bother with it, which is fine. But, you know, I, I don't care. My marriage is the only marriage I worry about. <laughs> My marriage is the only marriage I can handle. Isn't that enough? It, it's more than enough, baby. Yeah. And I love my marriage. My marriage is happy right now. All right? Uh, but if you, if you, I'm just saying, for you young people who might be monitoring, monitoring this broadcast, a little advice from your old Uncle Sean, okay? It'd take, it'd take my word on this. If you want to have sex with multiple people, don't get married, okay? It's that simple. You don't need an open anything, all right? 210-599-5555. Just make sure you're taking plenty of antibiotics. That's all. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Um, Bob Odenkirk. That's another story I haven't gotten to yet this week. It's been around for a few days. Bob Odenkirk uh, played the lawyer Saul in Better Call Saul in, in Breaking Bad and then the, the TV series that just wrapped, a, I don't know, a couple of years ago, Better Call Saul. I don't know anything about Bob Odenkirk. Or I didn't know anything about him prior to Breaking Bad. I will tell you I'm a Breaking Bad uh, elitist snob in a sense and that I, I loved Breaking Bad. I thought it was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. I kind of think of it as a five-year-long movie. Tried to watch Better Call Saul and I just couldn't get into it. Well, I, I thought the premise was stupid. The premise was the guy he was in, the, in Breaking Bad was a fake person that he invented. And I thought it was a stupid premise, so I, I tried to watch it, but I couldn't get into it. I never knew him before. I didn't know what his comedy was or, you know, what he did before that. But I, I got a lot of respect for him as an actor. Um, well, he was doing a podcast. And you, you, if you're not a Breaking Bad fan or Better Call Saul, you probably remember Bob Odenkirk. He had a heart attack. What was that a couple of years ago at this point? It almost killed him. Uh, well, he's doing this podcast, and he's talking about having the heart attack. And he says, when I was 50... Uh, I had a heart doctor at Cedar sinai I'm paraphrasing some of this. And he didn't agree with the guy's politics. The guy was a conservative. Odenkirk says he had signs up all around his office that say, we do not accept Obamacare. And I blanking hated this side of him that I only learned about over time. He, he saw this doctor, this conservative doctor, whom he called a jackass in this interview, for over 20 years. And uh, as he described uh, on the podcast, um, he, this doctor he'd worked with for t- more than 20 years, who was a conservative and he thought was a jackass, uh, told him years ago that uh, you need to start taking statins for your heart. And Odenkirk said he didn't listen to him. He didn't do it because uh, he didn't have any heart disease in his family. He'd never had any issues with his heart. so And plus, he didn't like the guy politically. And I think that's his point. So I ignored his advice. And he, he went and talked to another doctor who told him he was fine, not to worry about it. And then he says, and I had a heart attack. And I think the first doctor was right. The cranky, conservative jackass was right because he was a damn good doctor. His political point of view doesn't have anything to do with his ability to judge your health and your health choices and needs. And apart from the fact that Bob Odenkirk now just put a big old crosshairs on his forehead as far as the woke crowd, because he just wandered off the res there a bit. I think he was trying to I think he was trying to make the point while overstating how much he didn't like this guy, just so people know or the people of his own community are like 
Well, at least he called him a jackass. You know, I don't know. But his overall point, I got to give him some credit for this. Uh, not that it matters to him, but then he came out and said that. Well, I didn't really. I I went against this man's you know medical advice because I didn't like him politically, and it screwed me over. I should have done what he said, what he told me to do. And it's a good point. Um, and, and really, at the heart of this interview is the great debate of our time. You know, I mean, I, you hear me use the word tribal quite a bit because I think we're in a very tribal moment right now in America. Where, yeah, people do make life de- decisions based upon somebody's freaking politics. Yeah, and I, and it's. It's stupid uh, to say the least. I, I, I was, you know, you guys know, I was in the hospital for four months. I, off and on, I dealt with a lot of doctors, a lot of medical professionals, and I predominantly couldn't tell you any of their politics. I have no idea. I'm, and, and I was in a unique position in that, uh, you know, people when you're in the hospital that long, they may or may not know what you do for a living. You know. And for the first, I don't know, few weeks I was in, people didn't know what I did for a living. But then it started getting around and stuff, and people started finding out. So then I became known as the talk show host guy who's who's in the hospital and, and has all these issues. And there were certain individuals, whether they were nurses or doctors, who, you know, because I was there for so long, I guess got comfortable with me or listened to the show, and we talked politics here and there, but predominantly, no. And your politics should never, whether you're a patient or a medical professional, politics should never enter into that stuff. You're dealing with pure biology there, pal. You're you're dealing with, you know, nature and, and biology and health and medicine. And uh, these, these are choices and decisions that cannot possibly be filtered through a political lens. And yet people do it every day. People do it every day. We, we've heard a lot of this crap out of the medical community in regards to gender stuff. The gender stuff and the trans stuff has made a lot of people in the medical profession, frankly, crazy. But your politics, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point at, at, at this stage in life where even though things are pretty dire right now and people need to continue to wake up to the crap that's going on and be engaged and be involved, but in my life, and maybe this is also because of what I do for a living, I put that crap on a shelf, man. I compartmentalize my politics in regards to the world. Why? Because this is how you maintain relationships. Reasonable people can have freaking relationships and interact with other people whom they do not agree with on politics or worldview or what have you. I, I tell you all the time, my best friend in the world, who, who's been my best friend for damn near 40 years, is as liberal as the day is long, man. He's French. And you know how those French people think. That guy's a freaking socialist. He lives in a freaking RV out in the desert, New Mexico. <laughs> We've been friends for over 40 years. Forty years. I don't think we've ever had a... Maybe we had a couple of political discussions very early on then figured out very quickly, hey, let's not bother with that. We act like it's impossible. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just not possible. I mean, I, 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 I've seen people on Facebook, and I'm not going to get into details on this, but I've seen people do stuff on social media where they're uh, inviting a bunch of people to a function or something, you know, for old friends to get together. And uh, just recently, it was a, a case where a guy was like, well, unless you unless you voted for Trump, you know, they're like a neighborhood thing where they're trying to get people to, to come on out from this certain neighborhood here in town. The guy was like, this is a liberal get together. I don't want to hear if you voted for Trump, don't bother coming. This guy's saying this to people he's known his whole life. I, I've had people call me up on this show and on my other show, The Night Show, over the years, who have lost spouses, who have lost family members, who have been kicked out of their own families, who have been fired, who have suffered some kind of social penalty for merely uttering their 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 opinions on stuff. And yet, it, it, we, we human beings are are really... 
much more complex in their thinking than this. We we can interact and be friends with each other and have relationships despite having political differences. But in this current moment, eh, I don't know. It's it, it is possible, and it you know. But people, you you may actually end up suffering something, or somebody might not want to have anything to do with you. But I tell you what, if you're one of those people where it's all or nothing and you don't want to talk to anybody on social media who doesn't vote like you and you don't want to interact with anybody who don't vote like you and you don't want to have any interaction with any family members who don't think like you do, you're the jerk in the room. You're the hater. You're the a-hole. You really, really are. And, uh, yeah, so I, 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 kudos to a certain extent to Bob Odenkirk for being honest about this and, and admitting he let his politics get in the way of his own health with a guy he'd worked with for 20 years. So, but he'll, he'll probably get canceled for that crap. So. <laughs> Don't look for any, uh, new Odenkirk projects anytime soon. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Yeah, we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up next. I love that show, man. That's a cool gig. That's a cool show. Just three dudes talking about stuff. We have a few more minutes here, though. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Just a couple of pickups here. Who was it? I, I forget who it was last night on Fox, but have you noticed that the whole Maui story has just kind of gone away? <laughs> have you noticed? Maui burned to the ground, man. And Maui, do you even hear about Maui at this? Uh, uh, President didn't mention Maui yesterday at the U.N. Maui just went away. Once people started looking into this real estate crap, Maui went away, man. I mean, the... <laughs> Our official response to Maui was pretty pathetic, you know, with the 700 bucks, the one-shot dealio of 700 bucks you had to apply for as a household, okay? And it was so horrible and embarrassing. Joe Biden on the beach at Rehoboth, I'm not going to comment on that. And now it's just gone, man. Ain't nobody talking about Maui. I bet the people in Maui are talking about Maui. Uh, what else did I, oh yeah, I saw this on, uh, the Fox news last night and I don't watch a lot anymore. I still, sometimes if there's not a, if the baseball game sucks or, you know, my wife's seen all the movies on Hallmark, I'll put on the Fox news channel and on some of the night shows. And I think it was on the five, this came up and I was unaware of this. There's a, there's a thing called the Tarzan movement, the Tarzan movement. There's a guy, I think he's in California. I know that would shock you. Or maybe it's up north, I think, somewhere. And uh, this guy teaches classes to men predominantly pre- predominantly on how to embrace their inner monkey. You know, and how to get back to the primordial self. And this guy, this guy himself lives, he goes out into the forest and he swings around. He, he acts like a freaking gorilla. And he teaches other people how to act like freaking gorillas. And they go out in the forest and they hop around buck-ass naked. I, I haven't heard anything, if uh, there's anything about, you know, when you're, you're having a bad day, throwing your poo at someone. But, you know, these are people who are living like monkeys. Because according to this guy, you know, you're, you're, you'll have more peace in your heart. You know, and it'll, it'll, it'll bring balance to you, to your chakras. You know, if you spend some quality time living like a freaking monkey in in the woods. And I saw this piece last night, and I, you know, I I don't know about you, but go oh, holy crap! I am so sick of people just wanting to be something else. You know, I'm just I'm tired of that whole idea, man. I'm just tired, tired of it. I'm somebody else trapped inside my freaking body. I'm a freaking monkey. I'm a German Shepherd. I'm a space alien. I'm a freaking elf. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm just done with it, man. I'm just here, here's what I want to identify as a a slightly less fat uh, middle aged man who's eating slightly better, you know, and spends most of his life in a freaking recliner in his living room. That's how I identify because that's my truth. I'm just man. Now we got to be monkeys. Now the whole 
we're regressing enough, okay, in general, that we don't have to start swinging around in the freaking jungle like a freaking monkey. Here's another thing that's going to piss you off. Let me try to upset you before I leave today, all right? If you're a liberal idiot who is monitoring this broadcast, okay, people, this is my opinion at this point. This is my genuine opinion. All of these are my genuine opinions, but this is really genuine. The more I learn and encounter or learn about and encounter people who claim that somehow there's somebody else living inside their body, the doctor screwed up, got the call wrong. Uh, how dare they say I'm a little boy just because of my, you know, little doodads hanging there. Uh, I, people who are uncomfortable in themselves or who think that they are someone else or something else trapped in their own bodies. Okay, really, they just hate themselves so much. They, the only way they can deal with it is to just be somebody else. <laughs> I'm increasingly of that opinion. Because you know what? This ain't about straight or gay. It really isn't, man. This all identity trip and this gender trip. I think people get, and certainly this is true of young people, which is why they're being preyed upon by this old trans movement. But as far as grown-ass adults, okay, who are not adolescents, if if you know if you it, it's a really psychologically not so clever way to stop dealing with whatever crap you're supposed to be dealing with or whatever's going on inside of you if you start claiming you're somebody else trapped inside your body sometimes i think psychologically and emotionally for some folks it's just easier to just go about the business of being somebody else i suck so much i can't be me anymore it's too much of a hassle i'm going to be somebody else look at me i'm a girl Look at me, I'm a tranny in a bathtub with a Bud Light. That's why you see a lot of these trans people and people who suddenly start living a life as a monkey or a German shepherd. On social media, they got, God, they're just chock full of guru-esque life advice, aren't they? Look at me, I'm, I figured it out, I'm so evolved. I didn't realize throughout the course of my life, and society oppressed me in this regard, that I'm actually a wiener dog, you know? If only I'd been living as a wiener dog my whole life. All right, but the patriarchy <laughs> and the the uh, the the biases and hatreds of society kept me down, man. Kept me down from embracing my wiener dogness. You just uh, you just hate yourself. That's all it is. As Mel Gibson says, you got to hug the cactus, man, and just deal with your own stuff in reality. And no, I don't think being a monkey is going to make your life better. There. There we go. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine. Thanks to Christian Blood, my good brother, uh, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. The uh, realizing of all our institutions are sacrosanct. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't...